jacksonhewitt.com for rules. From the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio, it's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Totally okay, so we're going to start with him. Brett Ciancia up in Pennsylvania. Welcome in, sir. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. How See, he's a good practicing Catholic. I'm not. That's the difference in the two of us right now. He'll be <laughs> in mass. I'll be talking about something regarding sports here, Brett. Unfortunately. Hey, it's all good, yeah. Thanks for squeezing me in early today. And, um, you know, uh, happy Mardi Gras. Anybody that celebrated yesterday, and Blake coming on next. We'll be talking that up, I'm sure, down in Louisiana. So, uh, yeah, big week here, and um, thanks for having me on. You said you've started your research for the 23 season. You've looked at Georgia Tech. They ended up giving the job to Brent Key. Duke, Mike Elko had a fantastic year one. Tony Elliott at Virginia, not so much. And Brennan Armstrong is now at NC State. Devin Leary is now at Kentucky. It's uh, <laughs> If people lost track... That's the cliff notes. But anyways, jump on a few of those teams right there you've looked into. Yeah, so I started my research, my deep dives on teams. I started out in the ACC Coastal, like you said. And, um, yeah, first thing that strikes me is the quarterback carousel. It's just crazy. Um, you hit on Virginia there. Their uh, all-time yardage leader, Brandon Armstrong, leaves. Um, they bring in Tony Musket from Monmouth, an FCS transfer. Um, down at Duke, they do have uh, Riley Leonard coming back. He was fantastic last year as a dual threat. Um, and at Georgia Tech, uh, long-time starter Jeff Sims, he transfers out to Nebraska, and they bring in Haynes King, a, a name familiar to SEC fans, the A&M quarterback, former five-star. Um, so he'll battle Zach Pyron, uh, incumbent there. But um, we'll start with the good, uh, and the good of it really was Duke. They were um, one of the best turnarounds I've seen in a long time when you think of how poor they played in 2021. You go through a coaching change, Mike Elko came in, fired up the fan base, and um, – you know, uh, hired two great coordinators, and they played competent ball, nine wins. And um, for a context, for historical context for Duke, that's just their third nine-win season since 1941. So uh, you got to go way back. Um, a special year there for Duke. Yeah, Elko, and look, I've always been a fan of his since he was at Wake Forest before he left for Notre Dame. They went to A&M. 
and Clark Lee with him to Notre Dame and then to Vanderbilt, but I didn't think he'd get much done at Duke in that first year. I mean, cut at the end, David Cutcliffe, things fell off pretty precipitously. And I think Elko, I know it's Duke, so it's not thought of in the football sense much. That was one of the stories, the surprise stories of the year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you look at them in 2021, it was one of the worst teams in America, not just Power 5 or the ACC. They were, they were pretty bad. Uh, and with generally the same roster, he really turned it around. Um, he won ACC Coach of the Year, I think deservingly so. I think on the national scale, when you think of turnarounds, it was probably it was definitely TCU was the, the, the biggest national story for a one-year turnaround. But right there behind him, I would, I would put Duke in there, and really under the radar, nine-win team. Um, Riley Leonard, uh, he got honorable mention for the ACC in a, in a deep quarterback conference. But uh, I interviewed Elko about a month after he got the job, and um, one of the things he said that priority number one was was to reinvigorate, re, uh, you know, reconnect with the fans and the students. And at first I thought that was some coach speak, but he really backed it up. I mean, he, he moved where the student section was. He lifted some tailgate restrictions, so they turned it into like a festival atmosphere. And then this one really caught my eye. They printed 8,000 customized jerseys for all the student body. It took two weeks of uh, factories run 24-7. Really got the fans back involved, and um, they doubled their attendance. So, um, you know, that's, that's part of the game. You know, that, that you know builds the program, builds it a place to be. So, uh, I was impressed by that too, off the field. You have a lot of faith in Virginia getting fixed. So yeah, we started with the good with Duke. Uh, let's go to some of the bads with Virginia, and um, this was a complete turnaround the other way. Where uh, in 2021, UVA was all offense; they were pass heavy. They were you know, high-flying, gunslinging, a quarterback with Brennan Armstrong. They led, I think, all of Power 5 in passing yards per game, but the defense was weak. Then you flip the entire script here in 2022 where the offense really fell off, uh, one of, if not the biggest offensive decline from 21 to 22, but the defense propped them up time after time. Uh, John Radzinski, a great defensive coordinator, hired there from Air Force. He got them playing some competent defense, but it just wasn't enough on offense to balance it out. So kind of the inverse of their 2021 team. Um, I think you saw a first-time head coach uh, with some in-game decisions that were kind of questionable. You know, the red zone, they turned it over a lot down there. A lot of jump passes. That, that I mean, you figure after the first time a jump pass doesn't work, you don't go back to it. Um, and then one specific punt play. You know, fourth and five on the 30-yard line, the other team's 30, and they punt it with their quarterback. It just didn't make sense a lot of times this season. So um, I think they have some growing pains there, and they're going to see pretty much a roster overhaul. Brett Ciancia with us, pick six previews, looking into the ACC right now in his studies. I, I thought Brent Key actually settled them down. I'm not usually the biggest fan of guy gets run during the season, an assistant takes over, and you keep him. Of course, they did that with Dabo Sweeney, but – a lot of times it does not work out, but they seem to unite and play better down in Atlanta. Yeah, that was like a light switch went off uh, when Jeff Collins uh, stepped aside and Brent Key took over. I mean, uh, the overall team played better. They, they knocked off a, a ranked Pitt team and a ranked UNC team. Essentially ended Drake May's Heisman bid. If you remember that towards the end of the year, they, they beat UNC. Um, they started playing great defense without Collins there. Uh, allowed Andrew Thacker, a great coordinator, to really find his own Um you know, find his own stride. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame the timing of our call here because I do have a call lined up with Brent Key. Uh, I love talking to first-time new head coaches, so um, I'll have some more insight for you uh, next time we talk. But 
Um, I think from afar, yeah, he came in. He's a Georgia Tech alum. He uh, just refocused the program, got him playing solid football, and um, yeah, they, they won some games. They, you would not have predicted that early on. So two ranked wins. It took uh, Jeff Collins three and a half years to get one, and uh, Brent Key does it in a couple games there. So um, yeah, I, I think it's going to work out well. You have a guy that loves his alma mater, and uh, seems like he wants to adjust a little bit to the modern game with the NIL and try and take advantage of Georgia's hotbed of recruiting. That's what I think, but I'm excited to talk to him and get his own words on that. Clemson, Florida State this year is at Clemson. Has Florida State come close, if not drawn even, with Clemson? I think so, and uh, this might sound crazy uh, because Clemson's kind of the established um, dynasty within the ACC and on the national stage, a, a perennial playoff contender, and we saw Florida State go through possibly their worst five-year stretch since before Bowden. So just to say that uh, at, at uh, face value seems crazy, but when you look at it, I see it as one team has embraced the, the modern age with the transfer portal, and the other has not. And um, Clemson out-recruited them in, in, at the high school ranks for a couple years, but um, I think with Florida State, the way they've embraced the portal, they're just plugging in all conference players all over the place. Um, they did it last cycle. They did it again this cycle. And I don't have the specifics yet, but they're, they're coming up soon for me on my research. I just know they've been dominating in the transfer portal. I think they're the number two transfer class. So you saw them already close on the field last year. Now you supplement that with a great transfer cycle, and I think they're going to be uh, right there with Clemson. Brett Cianci with his pick six previews. Talked about this a bit on Tuesday. Rule proposals that they are considering and this is to speed up the game at least that's what they tell us after first downs one proposal is don't stop the clock unless it's last two minutes of each half don't stop the clock after incompletions well spot the ball then start it back up they say that speeds up the game no untimed plays at the end of a quarter when, let's say, there's a defensive penalty and they go ahead and run an untimed play. They say, why not roll that to the next quarter and play it within the confines of the game? And back-to-back, let's say, icing the kicker, timeouts. They're talking about doing away with that. Your thoughts on those? Well, I think in general, I don't like tinkering with the game. They do this every couple of years. I just think, why are you messing with the product? Why are you messing with our sport? Um, we have a proven product that we all love. Let's just stop tinkering with it just for change sake. Um, and also, it kind of reminds me of the economy at large, this, this inflation that we're going through where you get less of the product, but you pay the same or pay more. It's almost like, okay, we're going to take out five to ten snaps of actual football play from you. But I, I know they're going to make us sit there and watch the same amount of commercials, the same amount of uh, long TV breaks, the back-to-backs on kickoffs. So it's almost like, okay, you're, you're, you're tired of how long the games are. We'll take out 10 plays, but we're going to add commercials in there. You're still going to sit there four hours. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, maybe the timeout thing uh, on icing the kicker is a little bit gadgety. But um, besides that, let's just stop, stop tinkering with it, you know? I'm with you, and – we're used to the college game being the college game. The pro game has those type rules. Look, if you get behind in a college game, that's going to make it more tough down the stretch with the rules like that. It's going to make it more difficult. I don't really want to see that. Yeah, I like it how we have it. Um, the, the time stoppages we're used to. I mean, when you get a first down, it, it pauses until everyone's set. 
Um, you know, the incomplete thing, it's just, it's silly, I think. So let's just keep it how it is. If there's other parts of the game to change, that, that's the thing. If we were sitting here and everything about college football is perfect, then maybe you'd start to look at some things like this. But there's so many other bigger problems and issues um, that they could really try and tackle. But instead, they're looking into like little stoppages of the game clock here and there to shrink the game. It's just, you know, it doesn't surprise me anymore because that's kind of who's running the game right now. But just, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus on that stuff when there's so many other things to look at. But um, yeah, I, I like thinking, keeping keeping the game how it was. Brett Ciancia with us heading to Mass this morning. It's Ash Wednesday, and that's why he's with us early. He's with us every Wednesday. Tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, thanks again for having me a little early today. Um, it's pick6previews.com. Uh, that's for the annual season preview book coming out um, you know, every July. Uh, already hard at work on that. we got the ACC Coastal teams being worked on now. Uh, pick 6 Previews on Twitter, though, until then. So uh, thanks again for having me, Bill. See you next week. See ya. Brett Ciancia does a fantastic job. So he's looked into three teams, research three, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Duke. Obviously, my favorite would be Mike Elko there. Get the break. Blake Rafino, top of our two. Going to get... Johnny Crawford, hopefully, I'm going to reach out to him today. Try and get him tomorrow, along with TJ. Omni Nashville Hotel. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, a professional who cares. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. 
ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. It's a Bill King Show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love it. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Sports. Bill King knows a few things. I'm getting hit up a lot on this topic, this subject. Down at Alabama, Alabama basketball. Comes out on Tuesday that Brandon Miller, who's from here, he's from the 615, played at Cane Ridge, considered one of the top picks in the draft coming up this year, true freshman, brought the gun to the scene where the lady was killed last month according to police in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa Detective Brandon Culpepper testified Tuesday Miller brought Darius Miles' gun to him on the night of the fatal shooting of 23-year-old Jamia Jone Harris after Miles texted him and asked him to do so. Miles texted him, said, bring my gun. Brandon Miller brought the gun. Culpepper's testimony came during a preliminary hearing from Miles and Michael Lynn Davis, who faced capital murder charges for the death of Harris, who was shot and killed near the University of Alabama's campus January 15th. Investigators wrote in a court document that Miles, who's been removed from the Crimson Tide program, admitted to providing the gun used in the fatal shooting, but Davis fired the weapon. So, Miles is out with Michael Lynn Davis. Miles texts Brandon Miller, said, bring my gun. He brings it. Miles gives the gun to 
Michael Lynn Davis, who uses it to kill the lady. Now, they asked the police there at the Tuscaloosa department or the DA or somebody. I believe it was an assistant DA. Why is Brandon Miller not charged with something? They said, we can't charge you with anything under the law. Now, I've had a lot of people hit me up. Bill, isn't that an accessory? You brought the gun that was used to kill somebody. Now, it wasn't his gun, but he brought the gun. Yes, he brought the gun. Look, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I can sit here and say accessory and all that. I would think there should be some repercussions. Now, he's a freshman, but still. And he's a young guy. Brandon Miller doesn't have a clue as to this planet Earth, right? He's a really good basketball player. But he did bring the gun. At what point... When somebody calls you and says, bring a gun, do you think that is a reasonable idea? I don't care. I I, I mean, I, look, I wasn't there. I, and I got a lot of people hitting me up. Now, Patton, do you have the audio clip? Yes. Okay. Nate Oates was asked about this. I believe this was on Tuesday, right, Patton? Yesterday. And his reply was not worded well, and he got blasted for it. Take a listen. We knew about that. I mean, you know, can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any trouble, type of trouble on this case. It's like in the wrong spot at the wrong time. So we'll, we'll address it when uh, – I'm sure NBA scouts will ask. They do their homework, but yeah, I want to thank the article that it came out. It also stated Brandon's been interviewed. He's, you know, they're comfortable with everything that happened there. Nate Oates has been, again, roundly criticized for those comments. Wrong spot at the wrong time. No, it's a little deeper than that, than that, Coach. It obviously is. Now, he has come back. He knew the repercussions of those words, and he's come back, and he said, look, that did not come out right. And he has backed off a little bit there. He did come back. He did come back and said that did not come out right. And uh, he tried to soften the blow. He called it unfortunate remarks. In no way did I intend to downplay the seriousness of this situation or the tragedy of that night. My prayers continue to go out to Jamia Harris's family. And again, he called those unfortunate remarks. Came back later on Tuesday night to try and repair that. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know that Brandon Miller ought to be playing right now. Some of you may agree, some of you may not, but he is involved in this. Whether the legality issue is the point or not. Now, the DA did say, under the law, we don't have anything to charge him with. Now, there are two other young men being charged with capital murder. It's not like they're not charging anybody. 
the guy that pulled the trigger and the guy, the second guy. Now, here's here's what I want to know. Miles, it was his gun. Brandon Miller brought it. Then he gave it to the Davis kid who then pulled the trigger. What's the difference in Miles and Miller? I mean, was Miller – now, Miller was there. Apparently, his windshield got shot out, right? Now, guys, I don't know this whole story. I I don't know the ins and outs of the whole story. I I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't don't know the specifics, all the tiny specifics here. So I'm trying to be careful, okay? I don't want to be too accusatory – when um, I've been reading about it, I was reading about it a little bit later yesterday and then some more this morning because a lot of people are hitting me up. Now, I can tell you, I don't know if this matters or not, but the national media is blasting away at Alabama. Frankly, I understand. I am not usually with the national media. Okay? I don't trust them. For the most part, I don't like them. But in this case, I see their point. The specifics of the law down there, I'm I look, if I went to law school tomorrow, it'd be my first day. Couldn't tell you about that, but you would think there would be some repercussions. They say there's not. L-Dog in Peachtree City. Bill, this sounds like a very, at least, accusatory to murder situation. People spend years in jail for less than this. Can't see how Bama allows Miller to play. Aliquippa Bob. Bill, had a lady I met and invited to a hockey game, wanted to take a gun to the game, told her I would check and call back. Then I ghosted her. Johnny Vegas, Bill, picked up some baseball futures last night. Note there is no Vandy this year. Vanderbilt just lost to Central Arkansas. Now, they played well down in Texas in game two and three. Just lost at home to Central Arkansas, the Vandy boys. Now, I pulled that game. Vanderbilt was down five to one. I pulled the game up on ESPN+. I've been watching Tony Vols play Alabama A&M. Riveting, I know, riveting. <laughs> and, and then I turned on Tennessee and a and I'll give you my Tennessee A&M story. Here in a second. I've got one for you. Johnny Vegas picked up some baseball futures last night. No Vanderbilt in there. Looks like their hitting issues might continue. Well, they exploded against Texas. Now, Texas was 0-3, so I I don't know what that means. They also played well against Oklahoma State. Scored, what, eight in an inning against Oklahoma State, which is a very good baseball program. But – and, and midweek games, got to be careful there, but losing to Central Arkansas is not good. 
I don't know what that means. Until we get to league play, you have to be a little careful. I have to be a little careful making definitive assessments. For example, Tony Vols, they're trying they're trying to figure out their lineup. Tennessee, now think about this a year ago. One of the all-time seasons up to the point where they didn't get to Omaha that you could see. I've never seen a team hit, hit like that one through nine. Tennessee led the nation last year in home runs and ERA. That's impossible. That's not something you do. You don't do both. Pitching staff is very good, again. Hitting, once you get past one through three, one through four, once you get past Jared Dickey, Christian Moore, and Blake Burke, they're not hitting the ball much. And Tony Bowles, he's got some veterans in there that, frankly, are probably running out of time. And he's going to have to go with some young guys eventually. I think he's just trying to work that out slowly. And they didn't have any trouble in the game yesterday. But, okay. So, after that, the Tennessee at A&M game was on. And Tennessee was favored, which I didn't understand that. Now, both teams have had a good year, but but Tennessee's been a little choppy, and A&M's been hot. And so Tennessee's getting it. At first, it was one, one and a half. Then it went to two. I pulled it up a couple hours before the game, like maybe three o'clock, and it was two and a half. Tennessee was favored by two and a half. And at the time, I didn't do anything with it. As it got closer, I took A&M plus two. In the game, I it went up a little bit. I took it in game, too. So I took the money line in the game. And I got plus points there, too. Now, early on, Tennessee was leading. And then A&M, towards the end of the half, tightened it up to where it was a very close game. It was close the whole way, but A&M wasn't scoring early. And Tennessee was. I didn't think that would hold. And so I took it in game and I took it before the game. So I won it on the spread and I won it on the money line too. To me, that one was, and it was 68-63. It was a contested game. But but to me, that was, that was an easy one. Now I thought about Alabama, or I thought about Georgia Saturday plus 43 and a half, and I'm glad I didn't take it. Bama won by 50 in that game. Kirkland down in Macon says, Miller should not be playing at all. He took the gun to Miles, whatever the issue, and somebody got killed. What is a college freshman doing handing a handgun for anybody, Bill? I don't know. Like I said, I I don't – I am not – other than just some of the national articles, I read AL.com, I read the ESPN story. I don't know. I'll ask Kevin about it. We talk tomorrow for Friday. Kevin will know more specifics than me uh, about this. But if the general question, and Kirkland brings it up, what are you doing bringing a gun to a situation? I've, I've had a few say, well, Bill, for protection. Why not get out of that situation? 
if you bring a gun to a situation, you're asking for more trouble. I'm not anti-gun at all. I'm not part of that. But if somebody calls and says, hey, I'm somewhere, bring a gun. Now, in, unless they're against a wall or something and can't escape, and they're, but, but then again, call the police. You know, if, if your friend, teammate, is somewhere and he's in jeopardy, something's going down, call the police. Why not do that? Bringing a gun to that situation only ends up bad, right? Now, I don't know if it always ends up murder. In this case, it ended up murder. So I can't defend Brandon Miller. Now, he didn't do the the shooting, but he helped in that situation. He was part of it. He brought the gun to the murder scene. I would think somewhere in the law that is covered. You, you can't tell me that that is just not enforceable. That's what the DA said. Makes no sense at all. Any of you folks who are lawyers, let me know. Again, I first day I go to law school is 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 my first. Does that make sense? I took uh, I took like business law in college just to get out of biochemistry labs. But I I'm with you. I can't defend Brandon Miller. I I don't know what the uh, the charge ought to be, accessory, whatever it is. But he's not totally innocent here, and he's a six one fiver. Which means I should have some bias, right? I've got no bias here at all. Not at all. I don't get it. Nate Oates. He did come back and say, okay, poor use of words. I didn't mean to demean this situation, but what he said was damaging to him and that program. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Tuesday, February 28th for golf night and college night with Western Kentucky University as your Nashville Predators take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Purchase your special event tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash college nights for a Preds branded golf towel or Preds and Western Kentucky co-branded hat. That's NashvillePredators.com slash college nights. Let's go Preds. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. 
It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now and treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The word that was used the most, guys, was collaboration. Carthon said it, Vrabel said it, Amy said it, and so... You think they had, like, little cheat cards I think so, right yeah. in front of them? Look, I'm not here to shake things up. I'm here to learn how the system works, add what I can add. I want to help Mike. I want to build a team so that Mike can coach it so that we can win. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. If there's a drama stream anywhere in college sports, the Bill King Show is there to break it down. get to that we'll, <laughs> I mean, oh no oh no he said uh, i'll just give you a hint he said that he has girls approaching him all the time that are hotter than my wife i swear to you <laughs> it's in <laughs> Patton, did you hear what i just said <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding. I, I mean, I couldn't make that up, right? I mean, there's, I could not make that part up. Uh, oh, oh, let me. I don't know if I accurately told you. Let me, let me pull this up before I take the call. I took A and M in game. Minus two. And then I took A&M plus 160 on the on the money line. That's what I did. I don't know. I, I told you I, I took the money now. I don't know if I told you accurately what I did with A&M, though, on the spread. Yeah, I got him at minus two. They were actually – I know that thing moved around a little bit between one, one and a half. But that's what I did. And that one made sense to me. What's the one over the weekend? There was one over the weekend. Oh, I had Memphis and Houston. And I had the under. 
It was 129. It was low scoring there for a while. I think it was 30 to 18 at halftime. So I had 129, ended up 136. That that one did not win. Yeah, Houston, which is a hellacious basketball team. Memphis was with without their best player. So anyways, yeah, I, I had that one too, which did not turn out to be successful. Armageddon, welcome, Ed. What's happening? Greetings from the Golden Arches, Bill King. I I know the location. I don't go there anymore, but I know the location. Let me let me put right it this the- way: where where he's located isn't a place where you're likely to get robbed. It's it's a it's a safe area. Right off the top, Bill, <clears throat> I want to send a shout out down to the Sunshine State to my boy, Mister pa- Perry Mason. What's Perry done to deserve this? What's he done? He's just a good man. <clears throat> I've known him since he went to college a couple of miles from where you're standing. Yes, sir. Bill, you better get your shorts out. It's going to be 82 degrees tomorrow. I wear shorts every day. You know that Friday about a month ago when it was zero? Remember that day? Uh-huh. I wore shorts. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I did. I did. In, in defiance of Mother Nature, I wore shorts. I'm not kidding. Now nah, it didn't feel good. wasn't smart, but I did. Bill, I wanted to talk uh, about this situation, and I know generally this is a football show, but uh, this situation going on down in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. <clears throat> Alabama has a terrific team, Bill, and I think they're, you know, the SEC's. <clears throat> best at you know making a deep run towards the championship but this is a lot of disturbing news coming out of there don't you think it there's nothing about it that's favorable it's it's only negative it's it's a bad look it's a very bad look i mean do you think you know this is something that ultimately could cost nate oates his job no I don't think that, and unless there is something just heinous that we don't know about, no. Now, has he looked foolish in his response? And he did come back and, and say, hey, I need to back up a little bit, and I'm just paraphrasing. So he did do that, but no, damage has been done, but no, 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 I, he's not in any jeopardy. And unless there's something, again, unless there's something just god-awful that we don't know about. And he did not respond to or something. He did, you know, a very good job at Buffalo, and that's how he landed the gig at, in Tuscaloosa. You know, I, I, and I've always thought he's a terrific coach, but it's just disturbing to hear news like that. Um, yep. yep. Kids today, you know, it's just different, Bill. It is. I mean, there was problems back in our day, too, but but I don't remember this, um, Not at least not to this level. And how he's not disciplined, Brandon Miller, I mean, Sam Dog has a question here down from Georgia. If Miller doesn't do his part, meaning bring the gun, is that young lady still alive? And the answer is I would assume yes, unless somebody else is bringing a gun. Bill, you know how we've uh, tried to come up with disguises for me to, you know, get into Vanderbilt sporting events? Yeah. I think those days are done. Oh, 
What do you mean? You don't think you could even disguise your way in? I think they've got a target out on me, Bill. Has something happened? Well, I was approached by VUPD after the uh, Tennessee game. When Vanderbilt beat Tennessee. Were you there? I was outside the gym, Bill. And they approached you. What did they say? Saying that I was in an area that I was not supposed to be in. Oh, man. So they're on to you. I didn't know this. (laughs) Wow. All right. We'll see you later. There's the music. Have a good day, Bill. They were trying to figure out a way to trick him. If you don't know, he's been banned in any Vanderbilt event. It could be a chemistry lab or it could be a sporting event. Doesn't matter. So he says just here recently when Vanderbilt beat Tennessee in that buzzer beater that he was outside the gym and was told to get out. Wow. Blake Rafino coming up, top of hour two, Omni Nashville Hotel. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You're staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. spends more time staring at depth charts than any man in any universe ever. It's Bill King. All right, here's a few excerpts from the email I got from Jeff and the bro, who obviously is mentally unstable. Says, Bill, I never wanted any kids. I know you think you deserve a reward for having 10 kids or whatever it is, Bill, but I've never wanted any. I've got nieces and nephews. That's good enough for me. Biden, Bill, now there's politics in here too. I swear he just goes from one thing to the next. It's psychobabble. Biden, Bill, took care of those balloons. It happened and he took care of them. Happened during the Trump administration too, and he did nothing. He lost the election and he knows it. They should have put him in handcuffs, Bill. No doubt about it. I know plenty of women, Bill. Met a few recently, and believe me, they would put your wife to shame. No doubt about that either, Bill. If I died tonight or next week, WNSR would have the biggest party at the Omni. You, John Burton, Greg Pogue, Patton Cook. Yeah, Patton, you're in this. Ray Dosky, Devlin, McKenzie, Zach and Bruno, the two McFarlands. You'd have free suites at the Omni Bill. You'd have the biggest party ever. That's just some of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's there's more rambling than that, but that that's the meat and potatoes of the email. I got from Jeff in the borough. Did you see this news? LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors was arrested in New Orleans on a weapons charge. Booked into New Orleans' Paris jail early Tuesday morning on a charge of illegal carrying of a weapon. Jail records show. Neighbors was released late Tuesday morning on his own recognizance, meaning he was not required to post bond. Arrest happened around 9 p.m. Monday evening, but he was not booked into the jail until just before 2 a.m. According to the New Orleans PD, Neighbors was arrested at the intersection of Bourbon and Conti Streets, charged with illegal carrying of a weapon. The incident occurred around 7.30 p.m. LSU Athletics Department is aware of the arrest, but is working to gather more details before releasing a statement. Knucklehead season is 
moving forward. Remember, the non-playing portion of the season is something I enjoy. I don't enjoy this part of it. No, not at all. Johnny Vegas said, Bill, did you see this? And it's Porta Johns look like they're racing in a parking lot. Yes, Porta Johns, but it's the wind out there in Vegas. Bill, there was so much wind out in Vegas last night. We had parking lot Porta John racing. I, I have not. I, I saw the video when you sent it. I had not seen it before. Kevin in Mule Town. Bill, those girls approaching Jeff and the Borough are telling him to quit stalking them. Yeah, in his email, Bill, I had a few women approach me, uh, and and they they much better looking than your wife. Is there any way to make up a bigger lie than that? Is there any possibility that you or I could think of a bigger lie than that? Maybe they were looking for kickball scores. And Las Casas. Do you know what Las Las Casas is a tiny little town connected to Murfreesboro? Yeah. A a seventh-grade kickball tournament. Maybe they did not know of a particular score, and they were inquiring about that. Like, who won the game earlier between Las Casas' sixth-grade team and Popcorn Tech? That's probably all that was about. Josh in London, Ohio. Bill, the only girls coming up to Jeff and the Burrow have fallen and rolled it, rolled away from the buffet table. Oh, no. I'm not going to retweet this picture either. Sam Dog, Bill, should his family do a wellness check on the man? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh... There's many other <laughs> comments you got. I mean, he emailed me. He knows I'm going to read it. I mean, I didn't read it all because a lot of it's just it's just rambling. 614 Rob. Bill, Jeff of the Borough needs serious psychological therapy. Clay, Jeff of the Borough is certified psycho. Josh in Picktown, it's time to put a permanent and irreversible ban on Jeff and the Burrow's pathetic A-double dollar sign. And there's others. All right. Hour one done. I'm not sure what went on that hour. Uh, Brett Cianci was good. Remember, Brett came on immediately. He's been studying the ACC. That's where his bookwork is concentrated at the moment. He always starts with leagues that he doesn't think are the best league. Now, ACC's got some good teams. Florida State's a problem again, I think. Clemson, etc. NC State has their moments. Wake has their moments. Pitt can be a problem. But SEC, Big Ten, they always get last. That's the way he goes. He goes... And he does the P5 now. He doesn't do the other league. But he was good. He's at Ash Wednesday right now. He's at Mass. Blake Rafino is with us when we come back. Omni National Hotel. <laughs> 